everybody. Welcome to episode number 69 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. Today, I'm excited, guys, to welcome Katie Hatfield to the show. Now, Katie joined Roots back in July of 2018, so just a little less than three years ago. And since then, guys, check this out, has paid off $57,802 on a single income, mind you. Wow. Now, today, she's going to be sharing her journey and just how she did it. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. And as always, welcome to today's show. So as you guys know, I say it every episode when we have one of our Roots members on, they are one of my favorite episodes that we do on the show. Because again, it's it's time for us to just be quiet and listen to some real people out there, even though we are real as well. But to give you guys some solid proof that, hey, the stuff that we're talking about on this show works. Like if you just apply it to your life and you do some of the stuff that we're going to talk about here, your financial life, magically, and I use that word lightly, right? Magically, right? Magically improves. And today I want to welcome Katie to the show. Katie is a super proud auntie to a two and a half year old or to two and a half year old twins, a boy and a girl. Katie has fostered 19 dogs through various humane societies and rescue groups. Her current foster, Kona, is the fur baby of a couple who is currently stationed in Germany with the army, which is really, really cool that she's doing that. Katie has worked in all kinds of jobs in customer service, sales, and travel for the last 13 years until she actually moved to Florida in 2015 and worked for the Walt Disney World Reservation Center. Reservations Center, sorry. Thankfully, she says, I could work from home for the last four years, and I love working in my jammies, she says, and I am with her. One of the benefits of doing a stay-at-home business is can wear whatever I want. It's pretty amazing. Katie adds, in 2018, I took a job at American Express. Yes, a credit card company, she says. The enemy. But honestly, it has been a job I love combining all my skills. And without roots, I probably would have opened an account and been even more in debt. But instead, I'm gladly using the income increase to kick my debt even harder. Little fun fact. I went to high school with Brad. And this is we're going to talk a little bit about this. I went to high school with Brad and we were both in festival choir and she says that he is the better singer. And I'm not really a big fan that you said that though, because <laughs> I, there's no way that I'm going to be singing. I know people are going to be like, you should sing on the show. <laughs> Katie, welcome. How are you? I am great. Yes. Thank you. And don't make us sing. Just don't. <laughs> so I want to just share a little bit of story. Do you remember, I, I think it was like junior year. I, I had to sing a solo. It was like Billy Joel, the, the river of dreams. Do you remember this? I do not. Remember oh my God. That. You don't. And see, I'm the one who always remembers it. I had to sing. I had to sing the solo. So our choir teacher, it was like one of those, this was like before you remember the show Glee. It was like just on several mm-hmm. years ago. Right. And so this is like late nineties, right? So we are not glee, by the way, <laughs> not glee at all. But anyways, not anything close. So they had asked us to do a, or they, you know, it was the end of the year choir concert and, and they did one of those mashups. It was like the eighties, I think. 
uh, 80s or early 90s. And anyways, I, I got the solo part for one of the part of the mashups was Billy Joel River of Dreams. And I remember practicing that solo for like three to four weeks before that over and over again. I practice it everywhere. I knew it inside out. I get up in front of the entire audience and I forgot the words and I didn't sing one word. <laughs> not I one. Don't remember that, so you, don't worry. That is it's unbelievable. Not, it's, it's funny because everyone's <laughs> <laughs> so I had to just mention that because you brought up choir and that's one of like when you when I think of festival choir in high school, it's one of the memories that I have is standing up in front of hundreds <laughs> of people and forgetting the words. <laughs> I don't remember having to get up so early on Sunday mornings and going to sing. Like, oh, yes. Church services every week. And yep. I was for a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Those were the days. Those are the good old days. So, but today, Hey, we're here to celebrate and talk about you and, uh, everything that you've accomplished over the last almost three years. And it's been an impressive feat. And, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure of mine to be able to cheer you on and support you and, and just to watch. Cause it's been amazing. But before we kind of get to where you're at today, um, what I'd like to do, and like we always do on the show when we bring on people is really talk about, um, how did things get started with you? Like, you know, when you were thinking about back when you were a kid or even a teenager learning about money, like how did you learn about money growing up and, and how did that play a role for you and how you started to handle money as an early adult when you got into your like twenties and even out of college? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, I guess, kind of a joke in our family that my parents put their honeymoon on a credit card and they only went to like South Dakota and the Black Hills <laughs> or something. But they just never stopped charging after that. So um, there was always credit cards. And I guess I kind of understood that, but not really when I was young. And when I got an allowance, I would put it in summon savings and I got a checking account like pretty early on. Remember checks? I don't, I don't remember the last time I wrote a check anymore, but Um, I remember we did something similar to the envelope system. My mom saw it on Oprah, I want to say. And so we had, I think I had jars instead of envelopes, but like part for savings, part for fun money, part for college or a car or whatever. I'm like, I'm 10, like why? I don't need to save that much, but (laughs) I remember doing something like that. And my sister was really good at it. She's four years younger. She was awesome at it. She did um, like for school, she worked for um, all through college and everything. She lived at home and commuted to UW-Milwaukee from Racine, like she paid off her school loans and everything super early and like bought a house, bought all of her cars. And I'm just like, why didn't that work for me? I don't (laughs) know where I was. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I used most of my allowance to pay her to do my chores, but she likes to (laughs) I'm like, Hmm, maybe that was not a smart financial decision when I was younger. (laughs) So that was kind of how I grew up with money, but it always just burned a hole in my pocket. If I got money, I'm like, let's go get Skittles. Let's go buy a magazine. Let's go to the movies. Let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Like there was, I just, it would have to be spent immediately. So I was all about the instant gratification purchases and stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Um, So obviously you get to be an adult. 
and mm-hmm. you start to realize the hard lessons of mismanaging your money, as did I. No one's innocent yes. on this show. That's there's no question about that. So, so walk me through what was your like what what was the lot of things that you were struggling with, um, even leading up to joining Roots. Like, what were you mm-hmm. constantly dealing with, and and going back and forth with with this financial stuff? Right. Um. So I had I'd always worked, always had a job, but most of them were independent contractor, like 1099 kind of jobs. So I could set my own schedule. I had lots of flexibility. If I needed to make money, I just went out and sold something else. And that's kind of how it went. It wasn't necessarily like, Oh, I have to save up for a big purchase or anything like that. Uh, plus I was in a very long-term relationship for 13 years and, um, never married, but dated for a very long time. And he made a lot more money than I did. So it was always about, Oh, all of our friends are doctors or real estate investors and that kind of thing. So it was going out for nice dinners and buying fancy clothes and, um, kind of keeping up with the Joneses, which I made like five times less than he did. So that was just like, Oh, let's just swipe a credit card and, you know, keep that, facade up of, you know, Oh, I'm fancy too. But I mean, I just eventually realized, uh, that's just not, I, I'm like, I work from home. I work in my pajamas. Why do I need all these clothes? And, um, when I started to have like car maintenance things come up and medical bills and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, wow, this is like thousands of dollars in debt. And then when I actually sat down and added it up, I was like, okay, I need to do something different. Um, so yeah, it was just a kick in the pants. Basically. I, the, the really big thing was the week before I started roots, I had to go and get a new car because my car was just at the point where it was not worth the maintenance anymore. And they had to fudge my income and the numbers to get me the loan for the car I could not afford. And all of a sudden I have a car payment that was almost three times what I was paying before. And I was just like at my wit. And so I signed up for roots and I couldn't afford it. So I had to put it on a credit card and don't, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. (laughs) Don't don't tell Brad that. So like that, it just was, I was desperate and I needed, I had seen you, um, followed you on Facebook and everything yeah. and just was like, okay, something needs to change and Brad's doing something. So yeah. I need now, now you were, I mean, to give yourself credit though. I mean, you, you were doing some of this stuff on your own before you joined Brutes. Like, I mean, you legitimately were trying, we were messaging, you'd ask questions <laughs> here and there, but like, yeah, you weren't an official member yet, but talk right. a little bit about that because I think there is a difference between doing something like this on your own and doing it more in an organized approach and a system that actually is built to help you do it faster. So talk a little bit about how it was on your own. Like what, what, what kind of success did you have? Where did you struggle the most? You think I didn't try this on my own. I got a book from you when you first got, you know, sort of into this, you were like, Oh, I'm sending out a free book to like the first five people that asked. So I'm like, okay, send me a free book. And it helped. It was one of the Dave Ramsey. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) And so I I started to do it and I paid off. I don't remember how long it took, but it was like $22,000 in debt. Which is amazing. This is working. And then life happened and it was just, I didn't stick to it. Plus it was one of those things where 
I was very embarrassed and didn't have anyone to talk to about money. I didn't want to be like, oh yeah, I have a job, but you know, I can't pay my bills. And it was money's taboo. You just don't talk about that with your friends around the dinner table or anything like that. Um, when you're hanging out watching football. So, um, it was very private personal struggle that I didn't want to just broadcast, Hey, I've got, you know, thousands of dollars in debt. Um, so when you don't have a support system, it just is really hard to keep up. Um, yeah. like, okay, this is my goal. This is what I'm going for in the end. It, there just wasn't a purpose yeah. um, other than I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. You said the, um, the words that bring a smile to my face in a way, because it's why roots exist is that when you're doing on your own, you had a hard time sticking to it. And, mm-hmm. and so did we, and, and that's why we decided to build this business and open a business like this to help people through it because we did it on our own and it was mm-hmm. very hard. It was very challenging. At least it was for me. Obviously Sarah had me as kind of an accountability partner when she started and made it easier for her. But when I got out of debt, man, it was, you're right. It is hard. Like it is, it is not easy. I was on the wagon, off the wagon, on the wagon, off the wagon, you know, still using credit cards, even though I swore I wasn't going to use credit cards anymore. It was hard to stay accountable. And I think that's the, that's the big key. So anyways, you decided to join Roots. Can you share like, and I know it's been a while, it's coming up on almost three years, which is crazy already how time flies like that. But, um, can you share early on in the program? Like what were some of the key things that helped you maybe get some quick wins or what were some of the things that helped you the most you think as you got started within those first couple of months? I definitely appreciated the community. It's kind of like all of these people are in the same boat as me. We've all gotten into debt. We're all trying to get out of it. I can talk to these people. Like that was a big part of it up front because I had just moved from Wisconsin to Florida. So 1300 miles away from pretty much all of my friends and family that I'd ever known. Um, I had broken up with my ex of 13 years and had not been single since, you know, before cell phones. And (laughs) uh, so it was just like I was starting a new job. It was just kind of all craziness at that point in my life. And I needed, you know, people I could talk to. And um, Sarah and Christina, who are longtime members as well and awesome, um, were really big inspirations to me at that time, uh, watching what they were doing. And so it gave me some hope that, you know, okay, this works. People are doing this. I know Brad, Brad is a real person. It's not like some celebrity or some infomercial on TV. I'm like, I know this guy, like he's done this. He's really, you know, a real person and a goofball. If I'm going to be honest, (laughs) We've always had the same laugh since high school. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was the mindset. And um, the other thing besides the community was when you had the protect your house um, episode of the yep. podcast, it was like, wait a minute, you want me to pay my rent instead of my credit card bills? Like, duh. I Why am I prioritizing banks who are just trying to take all of my money and I need to live in a house or an apartment. I need my car. I need my lights to stay on for everything that I need. Why was I, it was just like one of those light bulb moments. Like 
duh, like prioritize things <laughs> that are essential to your life versus, you know, if you don't pay the bank, yes, your credit card um, might get shut off. Your credit score might go down, which I know that's like the the naughty evil thing that you despise talking about. But I used to be very self-conscious of what my credit score was. Yep. And now I'm just like, oh, it's just a stupid number that says, yeah, I like to get into debt. So, <laughs> um, so that was a big thing. Like, yes, I did miss a few payments trying to get everything squared away, but getting a savings account started. So I wasn't always constantly going back to those credit cards. Super huge. I know I, it sounds like such a simple concept. It is a simple concept, but it's not easy. It is one of the hardest things you will do, but you have to be dedicated. If you're not going to put in the work, don't bother doing it. If you're at your rock bottom desperation point, just do it. You have to like change something of what was not working before. I think it's the definition of insanity. If you keep doing the same thing and expect different results. So, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. And, and what I think is remarkable about your situation is that, is that you did do this on a single income and, and you did it on your own. And, um, I think having that accountability and support is huge, especially in a, in a, with a situation that you were in. Um, mm-hmm. Can you can you share a little bit about what were some of the things and some of the actions that you took to be able to start kind of turning this around? Like, did you cut things out? Did you reanalyze your spending? Did you have to cut everything out? Because I think sometimes people feel like, I'm not going to be able to live a life if I want to get out of debt, you know, and I'm not going to be able to do anything fun. And, and what was your experience going through this over the last almost three years? My first budget that I sat down and actually wrote what I had brought in and what I was spending, I spent on average over $800 a month more than I made. And I was just like, what? Like, how is that even possible? Like, where is this money even coming from? I'm like, oh, it's fake money. It's credit card money. So um, yeah, it's not not good. So I just started crossing out all the items that I'm like, Oh, don't need that. Don't need that. Don't need that. Um, lots of subscriptions like clothing subscriptions, shoe subscriptions, all those crazy things that you forget that you're paying for on a monthly basis. And it's like, why do I need all this stuff? Um, so that was a big, huge thing. Like even grocery shopping, I completely changed. I meal plan. I go by the sport ads that you get in the mailbox every week. I'm like, okay, what's on sale? What are we going to buy? And we're going to make super cheap um, dinners for myself. So, you know, when you put something in the crock pot for a single person, it's going to be like, okay, I have to mentally prepare that I'm going to be eating the same thing for the next four to five days. Yeah. And I was willing to do that. I cut out a ton of stuff in my grocery budget, like snacks and everything. So I guess I'm eating healthier because of it. Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but um I still have a budget item for tacos. Everyone that knows me knows I love cheese and tacos. So I I don't look at price tags when I buy cheese at the store, but I'm just from Wisconsin. That's just what happens. <laughs> Gotta be so, from Wisconsin understand that one. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely made some choices of like, okay, if I don't use this thing, I'm going to sell it. I went through my closets. I went through my, um, you know, clothes and everything. And it was just like, Oh, well, I'm not going to wear this anymore, but somebody else would. And they do, they buy it. And 
it got rid of a lot of stuff laying around the house and it's a very cleansing experience when you know you get rid of crap that you're not using anymore essentially how do you think your mindset has changed you know going through going back three years versus where it is today like do you notice any big things how you think about things differently your purchases differently just or just in life in general do you approach things differently now based on where you're at today versus where you were three years ago absolutely 100,000 percent I I think about you all the time Brad. Like, what it's always the joke that it's like what would Brad do I'm sitting there going Brad would be so mad at me if I did this right now I, you're in like one of the longest most serious relationships I've ever had <laughs> oh my god that's awesome <laughs> oh that's so funny <laughs> thank you just there for sharing you with us all <laughs> but yeah I do not make those instant gratification purchases anymore I have a list of things like okay if I have my savings at at least a thousand dollars and I have some extra money left over from my bonus at work or you know some random money comes in randomly um I have a list of like okay I need to buy a vacuum cleaner I need to buy a new whatever um those kind of things are just like on a list that I watch for sales I budget for it I save for those things versus oh I have to go out and get this right now so it makes you think about what's a want versus a need a whole lot more um in the long run and my spending has like the savings alone of what I'm not spending on things that I used to buy all the time. I used to wander around the aisles of target like every day and just buy random things. I can count on one hand how many times I have been to target in the last year because I just don't do those things that make me spend money. If I leave the house, I spend money. So I stay at home. Um, those kind of decisions are, are huge and, yeah, my mindset, my behaviors are drastically different than they were three years ago. Yeah, that's fantastic. So obviously with all those changes, all the things that you've implemented, and I know we kind of uh, broke, you know, gave the number away a little bit earlier, but what, mm-hmm. how much debt have you paid off now in the last little less than three years? Since July of 2018, I have paid off $57,802 in debt. Yeah. And I'm... <laughs> Didn't even make $35,000 gross a year when I started this job, uh, this program. Um, My income was not anything spectacular. And I just really, really stuck to this program and made huge lifestyle changes and mindset changes to make this a priority to get debt out of my life. Yeah, I, I... It's amazing. Like I, I hear those numbers and, and you talk about what you made for income and, and you've literally have proved so many people wrong. That, you know, you, you can have success. You just have to handle your money differently. And, and here you are. It's just so awesome. I'm just so proud of you for what you've been able to do. And, uh, and like I said, you know, being able to, to witness it and see those wins week in and week out and, also be there for the bad times. And, and maybe you can share a little bit about that. Cause you're, you're right. This isn't an easy process. There are going to be some ups and ups and downs. There are going to be, you know, weeks and weeks where you get great wins. And all of a sudden it's like, there's this cloud over you. Right. Um, and you've weathered that storm, you've weathered that storm and, and here you are. That's just, uh, that's just outstanding. So what do you, what do you think when you see that number, 
Like, like what do you think? It, it's just got to blow you away. Numbers like that don't exist in my life. Like, I love it when I have a comma in my checking account or savings account balance because I'm like, oh, it's like a lot of money. So $57,000, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know how that's possible at this point because I still just can't believe when I add it up that, that that's how much I have saved or I guess like paid off in a in the long run. And it's more than half of the debt that I have had, um, in yeah. the last how many 20 years, because part of it is student loans and I've been paying those off forever. <laughs> and I didn't my college degree. So yes, that expensive piece of paper is probably sitting in a box in my parents' basement somewhere. Very fancy receipt for yeah. four years. Of my life. <laughs> so we talk a lot about, you know, building wealth is great. Having money in the bank is great, but those are all things for the future that you're working on. And and what we focus on a lot here is just getting yourself to the point where you can live with less financial stress, live happier life, be able to make some different choices and do the things that you want. Can you, you talk about how this process has changed your life and, and even your stress mm-hmm. levels? Like, do you feel better? I mean, how, how are you feeling now based on getting rid of that much debt? So I used to break out in highs from stress. Like that was how bad it was. And I don't remember the last time I've had stress hives, except for moving from back. So this is the other fun thing. (laughs) I moved back from Florida to Wisconsin in the middle of January of this year. (laughs) The worst possible winter to make such a move. And yeah, Um, so I was stressed out about that. But at the same time, like this whole last year has been insane for everyone across the entire world. I don't care where you live. COVID has been just a what (laughs) moment in the blip of timelines. And I didn't stress about it. I had a job that I was so grateful was, you know, still sending me a paycheck and bonuses and was treating me like a real human being um, when a lot of my friends lost jobs or were laid off or furloughed and they had no idea what was going to happen to them. And I felt terrible that that could have been me just a few years ago um, because I had no savings. I had no backup plan. If I lost my job, I would be living in my car if I could even afford that, which I I wasn't able to do before I joined Root. So it's, I I don't want to think about what would have happened if I hadn't been in roots and started this process a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. And and you're right. It's not, you know, and, and we, we talk about that also a lot in the program. It's it's not always necessarily the the big numbers, the big payoffs, the big amount of savings. It's also about like, what has this done that it's prevented you from experiencing because right. you've taken action all this time, right? Like think about all the money you saved by making different choices. Think about all the debt you've avoided by just staying away from it because you've changed your mindset. Um, and that, that is just so true. So, um, you, you had mentioned earlier on in our conversation that, you know, when, when you were deep into debt and you know, it was, it was hard finding people to talk to about this cause it's not someone mm-hmm. we talk to money is a very tab- taboo topic. But as you started getting out of debt, because we're friends on Facebook and and you started talking about your journey more, you actually started sharing 
this program with other people and being more vocal about your journey and your situation. Can you share what that transition was like and, and even maybe what your friends and family kind of thought about what you were going through as you started to open up a little bit more about it? Yeah, I I actually had a positive reaction. I know when you started doing this, everyone was like, you're insane. Like, yeah. everyone just, like, <laughs> Wasn't very so, good. <laughs> but my, like my parents have paid off their student loans that they took out for me and my sister 20 years ago and have paid off cars and everything like that. And are putting more money into retirement, which will just hopefully be in a few short years for them. So I feel like that's made a positive impact on them. Um, I've had several friends who were like, okay, you got to tell me what you're doing because you're like the most chill person I know. And they know that I'm doing it and I'm committed to it. So they kind of also understand that I've made some sacrifices, but they're kind of like, okay, so... I'm in debt. Uh, surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> how, how do you do this? Like, what are you doing? Tell yeah. me what's happening. So I've had a few friends that have joined and I know I've had some great successes, um, big or small. That's the other thing about Roots. We celebrate every single success that you have, every step. Even if you're like, I put $10 into my savings account. We're excited for that because that's $10 you didn't have in your savings account before. Yep. So it's, it's a big thing that you're not just like, okay, when you pay off $50,000, we're going to have a party for you or anything yeah. like that. It's like every Friday, like what's exciting this week. So it's super, it's just very supportive community. And yeah. I've wanted to bring people into that who I know might not have been able to talk to someone about money. Um, like I, I had the issue when I started. Yeah. It's interesting how, um, it's come full circle for you because when you got in, you talked mm -hmm. about, you know, other people, other members being kind of your inspiration. And now you have become other people's inspiration. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you have, we've had people mm -hmm. reach out and say, I've seen what Katie done. That's why I joined this program. I and mean, we've seen these people and it's like, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's it, how you live your life provides hope to other people. And, um, mm -hmm. now you can pay that forward to so many others just by offering hope and saying, Hey, there is hope. Yeah. You can, you can change it. It's awesome. So and feel free to reach out to me. I'm a real person. And <laughs> I will answer your questions now. I'll, I'll show you what I've done. I will show you my calendar of all my bills that are due and what I've paid off every month. So. <laughs> yeah. If you're not in our life without payments page or our group, mm -hmm. jump over there. Katie's in there. Yep. She'll be chatting mm -hmm. with you. Yep. She's very active there. So so I Katie, answer a lot of questions or posts or anything like that. Yeah, for sure you do. Yeah, absolutely. You're very involved and I love that. Um, so what's like your future hold? Like you paid off $57,000. Yes, you still have some work to mm -hmm. do, but like if you start thinking about future goals, things that you would love to be able to do, I mean, obviously everything is more promising now and it's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? At some point, yeah. because yeah. you're obviously seeing that needle move. Like what are some big things that you'd like to be able to do in the future? So my goal for this year is to pay off my student loans and my car. That is like my drop dead have to do it this year goal. And then once that is taken care of, it's just the credit cards that are left. And my three-year goal, hopefully maybe less, maybe two years, is to become at least a snowbird and live in Florida part-time. So I would have gotten rid of debt and had 
have enough money to have a place in Wisconsin where my family is. That's why I moved back here. I really love my family. I have to remind them of that every day that it's below 60 degrees <laughs> uh, and be able to afford a place in Florida to be at least during the winter. Let's be honest. It's really rough to have to come back to this cold yeah. weather. So um, <laughs> now they have to deal with the extremes of summer in Florida and winter in Wisconsin. That is my goal to be a snowbird at 43. That is my goal. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, without a doubt, I have uh, all the confidence in the world that you are going to reach that at some point, probably in the near future. Uh, heck, we might be here in the next two to three years and all that might be a reality for you, which would be really, really awesome. And it's so funny because I'm excited to turn 55 and be able to qualify for the 55 plus communities in the Florida. There you go. Exactly. Like I'm all about the deals. Now I'm a grocery shopping ninja. Like if it's a deal, I am going to search it out. It's fu- it's funny you bring up the 55 thing. I was I was at uh, a Walgreens the other day picking up um some uh like vitamins for my wife and mm-hmm. I get to the checkout and she's like, "Can I ask how old you are?" I'm like, "Why?" Cuz I'm buying vitamins. She's like, "Well, I just wanted to make sure you weren't 55." I'm like, "Wait." <gasps> I'm, I'm only 41. I was like, I know my hair's getting gray, but I don't look that old. Do I? Yeah. I, us, us women die that. So we don't have to worry about those kind of yeah. 55. I was like, not quite yet. Not quite yet. So last question before we, no, go ahead. I get people to ask me if I'm in college, but that's just good and no kids to give me wrinkles. So last question for you. If, if, you were talking to the KD three years ago and who hadn't started and, and was struggling and, you know, dealing with financial stress and, and dealing with the embarrassment like you were talking about. Like, what would be maybe one or two pieces of advice that you would give to her knowing what you know now and, and the success that you've had? Hit myself upside the head and say, why didn't you start sooner? <laughs> um, that would be number one. But number two would be don't care what other people think. Um, don't keep up with the Joneses. Don't buy stuff to impress people who probably aren't even paying attention. They're looking at their phones and, um, yeah, just be who you are and do what is important for you. What is your priorities? Like for me, especially with COVID and everything in the last year, being closer to my family after having to cancel a bunch of trips home and being 1300 miles away while my sister is raising two and a half year old toddlers was like, okay, this is not working. I, I'm really thankful for the flexibility of my job that I can work from home from wherever as long as I have internet. And so it was a priority for me to be with my friends and family back here. But at the same time, I also love my friends and family in Florida. So I will be back and visiting regularly as well um, throughout COVID travel restrictions, et cetera. But um, yeah, it's just, just be who you are and prioritize what's important to you, not what's important to everybody else. Yeah. I love that. Well, huge congratulations to you. I'm super proud of you and, and you have every reason to be proud of yourself. Like this is just a, such a huge accomplishment and um, it's been always a pleasure. And I know a lot of our roots members appreciate all your wins and uh, it's just, uh, it's been inspirational to, to be able to watch. So good for you. And I'm inspired by watching everybody else's successes as well in the group. I get really excited and motivated by that. I'm like, I'm going to go pay bills. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. Well, thanks for being on the show today. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Hey, if you love planners, this is for you. But do you know why planners frustrate me? 
because they only really get it half right. Now, sure, they're really good and fancy about helping you manage your time, which is really important, obviously. That's what a planner's for. But where they get it wrong is money, the second most valuable resource in our lives. Most planners don't include any financial planning, things like you know, keeping track of paydays, bills, due dates, spending, yearly expenses, budgets, cash flow planning, debt elimination plans, and goal planning, right? None of that stuff. That's a real pain. And then what? Then you got to create your own and some silly binder, right? And who has time for all of that stuff? So instead, what happens? Nothing, right? A lot of people tend to ignore their finances even more and things only get worse. Well, that all ends today because I am so excited to announce and release my brand new, totally awesome debt freedom planner. This thing's awesome, by the way. Now, before you say, Brad, I've already got a planner. This is not an ordinary day planner. This is the Debt Freedom Planner, which is a companion tool that works with your day planner, and it's built to help you manage your money, pay off more debt, and melt away financial stress. And, and I believe this is the tool that a lot of people who want to take control of their finances have been waiting for. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com, click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu to get access to your planner today. Hey, hey, what's inside? means it's time for the celebrations of the show and today we're kicking it off with michelle brown michelle says i paid off or i paid 800 in car repairs this week i saved 75 dollars in my emergency fund i saved 50 dollars in my daughter's ipad fund and i saved 50 dollars in my daughter's college fund that's impressive great job shannon liarty paid three thousand dollars towards debt and paid off husband's phone heck yeah i love it awesome uh, Sally Ness, April budget's done, paid $275 to credit cards, paid $1,500 to other debt, and paid cash for blinds. Awesome wins. Great job, guys. Jess Frazier paid, wow, $4,971.49 towards debt this past week, put $25 towards savings, completed April and May budgets, and knocked her snowball accounts down from 18 to 10 that is nice. impressive. As a little backstory, you heard uh, April and May budgets. When you guys are listening to this, you might say, oh, that sounds old. Well, that's because we're recording this like a <laughs> month before you guys hear it. Just a little podcast magic for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tammy Yankee finished April budget, paid off three small debts added to her emergency fund, and hasn't had any overdraft or negative fees added since October of 2020. That is impressive. I love those wins. Getting rid of those overdraft fees, oh man, those just nickel and dime you and they are just a complete waste of money. And a lot of it just comes from a lack of uh, organization. So those are those are big wins. Great job, Tammy. Uh, Mary Southern, April and May budgets are done. Took credit card number three off of May's budget, so it has to be paid off in April. I love that. Yeah, put your little pressure on yourself. Great job. Congratulations to all of you who are working so hard at reaching a financial freedom and reducing financial stress. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback, and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those. And as you know, the Debt Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, we would appreciate a share. We appreciate you, and we will see you guys all on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, 
head over to the real debtfreedad.com.